What's up, guys? I'm Brian Barrett, the host of Off the Pike, where we cover everything in Boston. We have a mix of great guests from the ringer. Bill comes on to get his Boston sports fix in, plus KOC, Michael Pina, Justin Verrier, and Nora Princiati. Plus, we have some great beat reporters here locally. Julian McWilliams on the Sox, Brian Robb on the Celts, and Andrew Callahan on the Pats. Plus, we talk to some of the biggest names in Boston, like the manager of the Red Sox, Alex Cora. We have episodes three times a week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So make sure to follow Off the Pike on Spotify. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off Guard. I'm Austin Rivers. My co-host is Pasha Hagigi. Hope everybody's having a good week. Starting out here on a nice, beautiful Monday. What's good, my guy? How you doing? I'm doing really well. I like that it's getting colder outside. I don't like that a lot of people around us are beginning a little sick. I think the bug's going around. There's a little flu vibe going around here. There is a little flu vibe going around. A lot of people in the family have gotten... But stomach bugs, all type of stuff, flus. Yeah. We've the the seasons always kind of run through people. Yeah. So just trying to stay solid, trying to stay healthy. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, that can really day, be the worst. Every day in Orlando, you're always like, man, look at this weather. And I keep thinking, like, why does he keep saying that? He's like, man, this weather's unbelievable. Then I remember that last winter you were in Minnesota. <laughs> so that's why you're like, whoa, this weather is unbelievable. Yeah, this is crazy, bro. Um, I was trying to figure out. I was like, man, he just loves the weather in Orlando. I don't know what it is. I say it every day. Yeah. It's because of what you because you were in Denver and then Minnesota, so you were experiencing all sorts. Are cold. My girl's almost annoyed by it. Yeah. It's Th- like that a, makes you keep doing it more. It's than like, it. A, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Every day I wake up and I, the first thing I do is I got to get out of bed. I go outside and just look and see how it is outside. And I either come back in and I'm like, eh. or I'll be like, babe, it is gorgeous outside. She's like, I bet it is, babe. I'm just like, bro, there's something about a beautiful day. I have to announce it every time. Yeah. I was in Minnesota for a whole year, man. Like it's cold, bro. And it's dark. You want to talk about like dark at like four o'clock, five o'clock, bro? It's dark and it's yeah. cold, man. It's like 10 degrees outside, five degrees outside, slush, ice, like shit's real. And like you get used to it because you have to, it's your job. But like, it's not easy if you're not from there. You know, I grew up in Florida. And then before that, I was in Denver. Right. And Denver's really cold. And then before that, I was in White Plains. In White Plains, it's really cold. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. in like some cold spots recently. So it's nice to just be back in this. I haven't been, I was, this is how I was in this. I wasn't like this growing up. I was so, you know, accustomed to it just this being, type of just being kind of hot year round. Yeah. yeah. You know, Duke was okay weather. It's North Carolina. And then I went to, you know, New Orleans, which is warm. And then I went to LA for four years. At, at that point in my life, I was just like, yeah, yeah. these places are all gorgeous, you know, good weather. Speaking of Duke, I have a question. I've always wanted to know, how close is it to UNC? Where Are you guys like running into each other, you and the UNC guys? Is it that close? Because they make it out to be like they're right down the road type of thing. It's like a 10-minute drive. Okay. But there are places where you guys will overlap. Like you'd maybe run into some Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you go to like malls or stuff or like restaurants and stuff or little vibes, bars outside of, 
you know, your respected college areas, like yeah. local, like city bars. And yeah, you, of course, people around town either lo love Duke or hate Duke. It's one or the other because you're either a Carolina fan or you're a Duke fan. It's one or the other. Everywhere yeah. you go, they got like the flag in there and you can like tell what the restaurant's with. But did the UNC guys, did they still show you love when you went places? Yeah, it's no problems, really. Yeah. I wouldn't know, though. I, I, you're asking the wrong person. I've never went out, ever. I, the only bar I ever went out to was one at Duke. It's called Shooters. It's this crazy little, like, wooden tavern. But it's got to be famous around all Duke people. Duke that's, that's where everyone goes. Yeah, the okay. whole college goes there. So it's, a, it's like a good time. Like I mean, I it, again, it's crazy. Like, growing up, you go to all these different places and stuff. But those are, like, the type of places that you kind of have, like, you know, the best nights, you know, yeah. just it's a small little spot. It's nothing too crazy. Everyone goes there and it's like packed on a weekend or a good night. So I went there a couple of times, maybe like four times my whole time at Duke. And that's it. Cause I didn't drink. What would happen to a guy like Christian Leitner went to a place like that? Would it just shut down? Like, would it, I could like just, or I it, would have to imagine. So yeah, he's older now, but I still feel like if you walked in there, people are like, yeah, it's a Leitner. Like yeah. it's just such an icon from, you know, the name is just so iconic at that school. It's just like Leitner is just like, you can say the last name and you know the guy. You know what I mean? Of course. We got a couple of those there. But Leitner's like top two or three, right? Probably um, one. I, I, he's I one. He's got to be the, the most famous college basketball player. I don't know. Back then it was crazy. That was before social media and stuff too. I mean, this guy was going around like a rock star. I saw that 30 for 30 they had on Duke because that was a little obviously before our time. Yeah. That was really eye-opening. I didn't know that they were like a, a traveling band the way they were. And, the guy was like a sex symbol back then. I have heard that on campus he was quite the guy. Yeah. Yes. Ladies definitely liked him. For sure. You know what I mean? He was doing his stuff. Yeah. JJ Reddick's a big name at Duke, too. Of course. He's one of the bigger ones. Because the one and done guys don't have the impact like those guys. Those guys were there for years putting in work, man. You know what I mean? Like building like a whole culture. Like they actually like established. It's not even about how good a player is. It's just like what they do for the program. Right. You you being there for seven or eight months, you can't leave that kind of a mark. No, bro. None of us can. Even if you have a dynamic year, it's yeah. still just one year of the culture. To do it for three, four years, like you're just, you're, each year you're adding to this team, this college program, being really good again yeah. each year. So like you're just helping this program. Like, man, you seen Kansas last year? They've had the guys stay there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you create more memories over, you know, more time, but you created the craziest memory in your small time there. So, I had a moment, yeah. But yeah. that's see, that's that's the best case. So imagine four years of that. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's best case scenario for right. a one and done. Is you just want to have a good season and and listen, you want to have a moment and be a part of the the history, and then you want to have a good March Madness. And I was able to do a couple of those, but the March Madness thing, I fell short on. We we fell short on. I mean, we lost to Lehigh. It was a fucking joke, bro. It's ridiculous. And I res give all respect to CJ and that team. CJ was balling, man. He had like 30-something, whatever he had. I don't know how many shots he, sh he took, but he was he was hooping. You know what I mean? He went for it, and he got the dub. So I give him that. But their team was was hot garbage. <laughs> I don't I don't care what anybody says. Like, if we, we played them again, like, we would have beat them by 30. Our team was much better than them. That's, some people, that's why they love March that's Madness. Why they that's March why they like March Madness. And that is a learning lesson that I'm sure all of us that took from that game, like, I cannot, it's still like a stain. Yeah. It's like, what year were you? 12, 13? They're like, Lehigh. I'm like, yeah, man. Fucking Lehigh, bro. Yeah. They went and played, I think, I want to say Xavier maybe next and lost by like 14 or some shit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. They lost and Xavier. I remember Jabari Parker's team lost to Mercer, I think. So you weren't the only one in that time period that was losing in the first round. So no, no, no. It, it, it can happen to anybody. No, of course. No, we're not like some like, 
you know, relax. You know what I mean? We're, we're, yeah, we're, there, there, there's a lot of us. This happens every year, by the way. Someone gets upset. You, you don't want to be one of those programs that's like, yo, not, not us. It can't be us. And then you go out there and this game's closer. You're like, yo, this shit is crazy. Every, every shot that's wide open. You got this dude shooting behind his head from Lehigh. Bang. I'm just like, yo, we're about to fucking, but you felt it. But like the third quarter, it got tight around there where everyone was just like, yo, this game is going bad right you now. You start feeling it, yeah. And then this guy, this goofy looking, CJ is coming down, just be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> why isn't he at Duke, bro? Who the fuck is this guy? He's a step back, step three, bang. I'm like, why is he at Lehigh? What is this? This is before, like, that would never happen now. It does happen every once in a while. But, like, scouting, I feel like it's so much better now. Like, how does that guy end up at Lehigh? Yeah. Well, he seems like a late bloomer. You see the pictures of him in high school and he was tiny, so. That's fair. I also feel really bad that, I, you know, you were in a good mood talking about the weather. And I was like, how about that loss to Lehigh? Like, I just took you there after well, you were excited we, we, about the We might have to cut that whole thing. Because <laughs> I don't even know if I want that out there. All right. Well, let's get into what's been going on since our last pod. So, we talked about Jokic running away with the MVP. And ever since then, other guys have stepped up. And he's kind of had a rough patch. The Nuggets actually have lost a few games. Let's talk about two MVP candidates. Your favorite player to watch in the NBA right now, Shea. Big winner, game winner on the road against the Nuggets. He's averaging 31, 6, and 6. Such a shade-like. Percent. Yeah, I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to talk about it. Is he an MVP candidate? Nutty, bro. That's crazy. But you know what? First off, that game winner he hit was the most Shea like game winner I've ever seen. Just da 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 da. At my own pace, twin legs, twin legs, body, body spin move. I'm 6'5, putting that shoulder into you, bouncing off, under control, game time, right to his bro. Like people don't understand. They just watch that clip, right? And they see a guy make a shot at the buzzer. They don't understand in the game, bro, in an NBA game, you were in that arena, man, and it is, everyone's standing up, it's packed. Five seconds left, everyone's panicking because most people, even players, like, you know, like they're looking at the clock, like this dude, to be in a, to be so confident and smooth as a player, to continue, he does this continually, that's why I want to break it down like this. For him to like come down, be in that motion, Body, know the time, know, know the spacing, know when everyone's at, spin move, right to, just what Jimmy did the other night. Jimmy walked his ass down, Butler saw that clock, said, I'm getting to my step back. Went right at him, step back left, game time, right over the Bulls. Yeah. And he, by the way, Jimmy, the last time he missed a shot, he said, I'm making the next one. Yeah, he's like, I'll he make the next the one. He just shot the same shot again. <laughs> Boom. Like, like that's, that's, those guys, people don't understand how great some of these guys are, man. They get to this, bro. They they see that they got their move. It's already ahead. They they already know where they're getting to it before it even happens, and they're not letting the time and score and the frantic like environment rush them. Luke is the same way. Some cold dudes, man. Shea is a mother, bro. That dude is he's must see TV. He's my. I told you he took Kyrie's spot as league pass king. Kyrie Irving's been league as you know in this household. He's been like league pass king for the past. Seven years. <laughs> He's had the title for a while. I've watched more Kyrie basketball probably than anybody, bro. He's just, his game is nutty. Shea Alexander's number one. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the Thunder are good, and it looks like his teammates just love him. And you, and when you're having those MVP kind of seasons, you have those MVP moments, right? Like right before Russ won the MVP, he had that game winner against the Nuggets, that three-pointer. And I was like, okay, this feels like an MVP. I feel like... Shea had that game winner, and I feel like he's putting together a nice little MVP campaign. Do you think he's a legit contender for it? I think he's got to be a legit contender. Because at this point, I know it's early, but if you were asking the question this early, then let's answer it based off of what we've seen. Yeah. OKC's one of the best teams in the NBA right now. 
They've beaten a lot of good teams. They've had a lot of big victories versus big teams. They're one of the top teams in the, in the league. This guy's putting up MVP numbers. Yeah, the thing with the numbers, though, is there's so many guys these days. I know, but if you yeah. have winning to pair with it, then you're in the conversation. Yeah. Like, that's that's what makes it hard, bro. But yeah, winning is... you. Can, I don't give a fuck about the numbers. If you're not top, like, five or six in the NBA, your team, I'm talking about the whole NBA, Yeah, then you can't be in this conversation. And I know the Thunder are, like, teetering that, but they're close. He's close. He's, like, right there. Who has the best record in the NBA right now? Boston Celtics. Tatum has to be in that conversation. Yeah. And he always is. Who's second? Minnesota Timberwolves. That's why Ant-Man, like I told you, has to be in that conversation. The problem is Ant's numbers are good. They're not these other guys. You understand? Ant's yeah. putting up good numbers. He's averaging like 26, five, you know, but like Shea's averaging 30, dog. It's these numbers these days. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Like now you can't even have a guy, you can't even say like, you know, Russell Westbrook won the MVP because he's averaging a triple-double. Now there's, you know, there's six, seven guys that have the craziest stat lines. Yeah, nuts, Joel Embiid's another guy that I wanted to talk about. He's, gotta, stat, he, he's having a better year than last year. Yeah, he won the MVP he's got to be in there, bro. He's yeah. going crazy. He dominates every night. Yeah. He had 42 and 15 and 30 minutes against the Hornets Saturday night. Yeah, what? 42 and 15 in 30 minutes. Damn. Yeah, so he's putting that together an MVP campaign too. I think the issue with Joel is that everyone's saying it. We're good on the regular season with him. We want to see a deep playoff run. That's why there's like some type of, you know how there's like voters fatigue? There's, there's like a Joel Embiid fatigue. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not fair to him, by the way. He's right. like still crushing it every game in the NBA. Like it doesn't matter what you think or... You want to see in the postseason? Okay, there's still something to him dominating right now. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind, bro. Everybody out there is trying. I know. <laughs> I know in the playoffs, it's like the environment heightened, so play, guys play a little harder because it's like so much on the line. Each game is like a game that could, you know, get you out vacation. Right. Yeah. So it's just like that is natural, but we're out there trying, bro. Everybody's out there hooping every night, trying to hoop, trying to you know get a bucket, make a team, make a first this All Star this incentive that get paid, hoop, compete, get to the playoffs. Everybody's hooping. This guy's dominating. It has to count for something. Yeah. I hate, like, we like we do this as a culture now. We did it with James a lot, bro. Like, yeah, man, whatever, whatever. Let me see it in the playoffs. It's like, bro, don't. So so now him averaging 34 and, like, 8 and 9 doesn't mean anything no more? Or him averaging 26 and 12? Yeah, right now, he's average, right now, Joel's averaging 34, 11, and 6. Yeah, like, bro, that counts. Yeah. That counts. If I'm a Philly fan who just paid season ticket, hold oh, you damn right that shit counts. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling up every single night and this guy's going crazy. And another thing too is that we talked, we both thought the Sixers would take a step back this year. You know, they're half a game out of second in the East and they're winning games. So we both thought losing James for, you know, a couple of role guys off the bench, it would just be a little different. But and, he's and, keeping them in contention. And there's just so much to a playoffs, man. It's environment. Team play style. So another guy that had a big scoring night since our last pod was Keegan Murray. He had 47 points, 12 threes. And I want to ask you, this is this was so random to me. If you would have asked me how many guys on the Kings, if someone had 47 points in the Kings, how many guys would you go down the list until you got the Keegan Murray? I don't know how many guys I'm putting before him, but we can we could just name how many guys do they have? That I mean, you would have definitely thought if I said someone on the Kings had 47, you would have said De'Aaron Fox, maybe Sabonis. Malik Monk is capable. They of got they got night. six guys. They got like six guys that could score forty. No bullshit. Yeah. I don't know how many teams have that. Right. Sabonis could score forty. De'Aaron Fox goes could you know could and has <laughs> could could and has and will scored forty. Malik Monk is capable of going crazy and like having a forty point game. Kevin Herter can get hot and go for like a forty point game. Right. I don't know if he has or hasn't, but I think he could if he like yeah. got hot and they kept feeding him the ball for sure. Keegan Murray. 
apparently. Yeah. Can go for 40. And then Harrison Barnes right. could quietly give somebody a little 40 piece. Yeah. They got like six guys that are capable. Yeah. 12 threes is crazy, though. And the highlights were nuts, too. He's and just out there shimmying away and letting look like me and, and you know, on, on a wing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, and unfortunately, you know, it's tough to bring this up, but you're cool about it. You've been on the other side of these things, right? The Dame, famous Dame one where you were praying when he finally missed or you said, thank God. You love to bring that up. I know. And you brought it up like five times, like throughout this pod. It's just it's starting a, to become like a thing. A, like, is that, a, you think that's like my kryptonite moment or something like that? No, I'm just saying. I, did, I is, prayed because I was thankful. It was a good moment for me. He missed. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And then you've also had battles with the Warriors and against Steph and stuff where he's been hot too. What's it like when you're on the other side of that? Man, yeah. You're always that guy who, when you watch it on TV, you know, when you're with your homies or who, you know, whatever, and you're watching the game going on and someone's going for like 40, 50 points, you're like, yo, why aren't they trapped? Look what they're doing. And then it's letting this guy just tee it up. Yeah, you know, they don't have the defenders, blah, 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 blah. Like you're always critiquing the game of like, how is it possible you're letting a guy gave you 50 at some point trap, you know, this, this force him to go left. Like you're always so yeah. critical and it's always so easy. And then when it happens and you're in the moment and this guy's just going off, it's really hard and difficult. You know what I mean? To slow somebody down, especially at that level, especially if we're talking someone like a Steph or a Dame. I've unfortunately been a part of a couple games where Dame has gone for crazy. Cause I remember playing for the Clippers in that team. I had a couple of matchups. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, against James. You know what I mean? Like it's the end of the game. It's me, Lou Will, closing the game. You yeah. know what I mean? And like James on the other side, we're like going against. I'm like, man, this guy's good. You know what I mean? Like some of those dudes, you just, it's hard to just slow them down. That's just how talented the players are these days, too. If a guy, even Keegan Murray, for example, a second year guy, if he gets hot, this, it, this could happen. Those are the ones that are hard. It just when the when the guy that like no one expects starts doing it, it's just you still can't not guard the best player. Right. So when he's going crazy, it just gets bad. Like, yo, this guy's going nuts. By the time you try to turn him off, it's too late. He's yeah. already halfway. You know what I mean? We played the Spurs one time, bro. And Lonnie Walker, bro. This is before he even even had like, because he had a little, he had a couple games in LA where he's and he's had some good it's moments good in, too, in Brooklyn. Yeah. He's played well, but in the Spurs, it was like you know up and down with him. This dude goes crazy. Has like thirty something versus us, bro. Is the Rockets? He yeah. was just going nuts. Like it just started happening. Hit a shot. Hit a shot. Hit it. Did, 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 like now the basket. It's like, but he's a pro. You know what I mean? So like once a guy gets going, it's it's hard to slow down anybody in the NBA when they get going. Yeah. We liked Keegan Murray when he came out though. He had a little bit of like Chris Middleton smooth game, polished. He came in. He didn't ever really play like a rookie, right? Like he was, yeah. he was a good shooter and stuff like that. But the Kings are a super talented team. And recently it came out that Zach Levine is open to the idea of joining forces with De'Aaron Fox, two clutch guys, and joining the Kings. Would you like that for them? Yes, because he could be their starting two guard. Yeah, he, Him and De'Aaron would be dynamic in transition yeah. in terms of them running out. If you can get Zach kind of getting back to him, getting to the basket a little bit more. I love Zach as a jump shooter. He's got game. He could score. That's all part of his game. My favorite Zach is when he also still is so aggressive to the basket, getting to the foul line trying to finish over people using the athleticism. Most guys aren't going to jump with you anyway. All you got to do, Zach, is beat one guy to dribble. Right. If Buddy's coming over late, once you spring off one foot, people are, see you and they're, they're taught to get back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, besides the seven-footer whose job is to block shots, most guys, bro, are not jumping with you anyway. He can live in the paint. I don't know. I, I think he'd be great for them. Yeah. The problem is now you got Herder and Monk off the bench. That's the problem. Yeah. Anyways, when a team does go all in on a player, you know, Cavs did it for Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray to the Hawks, you know, they trade picks and stuff and they go all in on a player. It's tough. The Kings have something really good going on right now. So 
it'd be, you know, it's definitely a tough move to just add in a guy like Zach. Yeah, it is. You know, you see a young team thriving. They're building chemistry. Yeah. It's like, do we disrupt that now? Keegan Murray just had 47. Is he in the trade? Like, that's, that's your trading away. Keegan Murray can't guy. go. He's not going. He's untouchable for you. For Zach Levine? Yeah. He's not a part of that trade. I like Zach, but... I feel like that's what some of the Bulls would definitely want to ask for. Well, then... then <laughs> that ticket's not getting punched. I, I, know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not trading him. Sabonis is off the table. De'Aaron Fox, obviously, off the table. Keegan Murray off the table. Everybody else we can try to make a deal with. Yeah. And I like Monk there, too. There's just something about him coming off the bench and just getting right to it. He's, like, perfect for it. Yeah. He seems really really important to their team. Yeah, like, he just has a place on that team culturally. Yeah, and then De'Aaron Fox played college together. It just it fits, it feels right. Keep Monk. So yeah. maybe he's off the table. I like Herder too, though. Herder's got game, bro. And he can yeah. shoot the shit out the ball, man. And in the playoffs, when you need shooting and something to spread like the ball. like all their players, maybe they shouldn't make the move. I do like their team. <laughs> I really do. But Zach Levine with them would be scary, too, though. Right. Man, they're high-powered offense, bro. Putting a guy like that there. I felt the same way about him in Indiana. Yeah. I like him in Indiana. Him, I, I want to see you, you. Listen, he loved playing with some of the best Zach Levine basketball you saw was him playing alongside Lonzo. Because that guy knows how to get that rebound, and that break is on and on and going. Right. He plays a slow game now just because he, he he plays a DeMar DeRozan. These are guys who work in the mid-range. The game's just a little slower. Like, you put him on the highest-paced, fastest-paced team in the NBA with Halliburton. This guy's just running the lane, just dunking and shit. Yeah. He'd be great down there. Him and Obi Toppin just running around. He'd be, I mean, I don't know what assets they have, so logistically, we'd have to see how that makes sense. I'd have to look at their their team and their cap and everything that they got going on. Right. Another but, guy that's on the market now everyone's talking about too that could be on the market is Laurie Marketing. And where really? would he fit? He's always a guy that's just on the market, but he's good. Yeah. He just really had his good. best career year last year. Yeah. And he's on the market. Yeah. But he could definitely put a team over that's, the top. That's more so Utah, like, brother, we don't have, we, got, we don't got it around you. Right. We're still a few years away and we're, a few years. We, you know, we have some generous. Decent, yeah. We have, we have some, we have your prime right now. Yeah. You're having your best year. You're not a rookie anymore. You've been in the NBA actually a lot longer than people think you have. Yeah. You're like, you had a career year last year. We don't, don't waste your time here in Utah because we're right now, we're like five, six years away from being back at that. Like, if we right. got to rebuild, redraft, then develop. We're like five, six years away. Don't yeah. waste your time here. It's a little different than Zach, for example, being on the trade block. This is more like, hey, Utah. For for Lori, he can go to a team. Yeah, that no, that's the age. And if anything, don't double down. Yeah. yeah, we'll get more picks. Right, right. You you don't you shouldn't. He's brother. That game comes on. You watch them, bro. He's out there just like you know. Danny is like, yo, get out of here, man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get more picks for you anyway. They're gonna try to get him and Jordan. Jordan Clarkson's another guy. These are guys that you can see the trade deadline go somewhere, bro. Like a team that needs bench scoring. A team like Denver. Miami's always a team we talk Miami, about. We talk about it, like or, or 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 Boston, right. or, or Milwaukee, or or whoever. Walking not so much, but Boston, yes. But like a team like that, who like needs, bro, you got Jordan Clarkson coming on the bench? Yeah. Someone just get, give you a quick 15 to right. 20? No problem. That's what yeah. he does. He's going to get it done. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that can make moves. Is there a team that you would see Lori like fitting the best on? I like Lori with. I see the Miami Heat and I see like that Kevin Love spot playing against, playing with Bam. And Florida. He'd be good with there. Bam. He'd yeah. be good with Bam. Right. That's a great pick. They have to give up uh, Jame Jaquez. You love saying that name. Go ahead. They give up Jame Jaquez. It's a fire name. Jame Jaquez. <laughs> what can I say? And he's got game. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, we have to talk about this team. It's sad, and I actually generally feel bad, but the Pistons still haven't won a game. Another pod? At this point, we have to. We have, yeah, we're yeah. going to have to keep bringing it up until they win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your old coach is coaching them. You know, it's one thing to lose. It's another to be like, hey, we're not a playoff team. That happens. You know, they are still in the rebuilding process. They're trying. The process has been going on there for a while, though, now. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure that out. And they got Cade, and they're trying to surround Cade with something so he can grow. And it's just, it looks a little rough right now, man. You know what I mean? It's one thing to lose, like I said, five, six games in a row to lose 23 in a row, man. It's it's brutal on like the mental just side yeah. of it. The whole world's laughing at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you and other people that they've always told me when the team's losing, there's nothing like that environment. That locker room, Bro, you don't people don't want to go to practice. I'm trying to, to tell you, I wasn't that bad. We weren't that bad. So I don't even want to put us in the realm of this piston shit. Yeah. But when I was with Monty, <laughs> conveniently, we were when I was with him in New Orleans my first year. My rookie year, bro, we lost at one point. Like, I don't remember how many it was, bro, but it was a lot. We lost like a lot of games in a row. I want to say it was, it was like 10 or something like that. You start to get to a point or something like that where like, it just feels like you go into the game like, you can't win a game. You don't yeah. know how. You're just like, yeah, we're not beating this team. Like, right. that's how it, and that's not how you go into the game. But like, when the game's close, if it's like 89, I'm just like, it just happened because you just seen it happen bad for you 10 times in a row. This is 23 times in a row. Something didn't go right for this team. And it either was a blowout or it was a close game. They just didn't get it done 23 times. So what naturally happens is like you got young men who are trying to like grow and develop. And these, that's the problem with rebuilding. It's very hard, man. You got young guys who are the habits are getting, they're getting used to just losing, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like these, it's 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 one thing. Like yo, it's good for them early. Not 23 in a row, bro. Yeah, this isn't good. That's not good, bro. Like, listen, if they if they won seven, you know, they lost ten in a row. Like the Spurs shit with Victor, they'll still pull out a game here and there. Yeah, they beat the Lakers the other night. Yeah, like that. You got to beat a game somewhere in the mix. You got to win. That way, there's some type of light shining through the dark clouds, so you can see like it's there. 
we just got to remove some of these clouds and there's going to be sunshine. Like you could see it. Yeah. It's easy for them. They got Victor and Young. So like, it's very natural for them to be able to win a game and compete. And they got some solid players and you got fucking Popovich coaching. Perfect. Make sure they're going to beat somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this piston stuff is, it's hard to watch, man. Cause these guys are, they're getting blasted, bro. Or if it's a close game, it's just, bro, you could feel the whole room just, I feel for them. I want them to do better. Yeah, I don't see, I see a lot of people on the internet, you know, making fun of them. Well, I, that's whatever. all people I'm, do I'm is not, the M&M memes and everything are like relentless right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm just, I, I genuinely feel bad. It's not good for the NBA. It's not good for the sport, you know, when teams are losing like that, so. Wizards too. Yeah. The Wizards aren't, the only, the, the, the only difference with the Wizards is they have enough firepower. If those guys are like hitting, they can fuck around and beat anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is valid. If Jordan Poole gets hot, if Kuzma gets hot, or if, who's a little shooter with the headband? Corey Kispert. Kispert, you know, starts firing them threes. He can get hot. Like some of those guys have big games, especially like JP or something like that, or Kuz. Those guys yeah. go for 30, 40 points. Yeah, they're they actually be- beating the Suns last night the entire game. Tyus Jones was killing, then they lost. The- they lost at the end, yeah. yeah. Those guys just can't close. They're not They're not star players. Yeah. Just, that's just not what they are. But they're fucking good, though. Yeah. Like Kuzma's a good player. I talked about this. Jordan Poole's a good player. These guys are nasty. Yeah. They're not fucking the one option, two option. I don't think people understand what that has to be. Like, yeah. You got to be some nutty shit to be that, bro. Yeah, that's like some different, even just from an athlete standpoint. But like those guys are really. I, I would love. I already said this. I would love to see Kuzma be on a competitive team. I'd love to see Jordan Poole back on a competitive team. I don't want to see them try to do it themselves on the Wizards. I don't want to see any more of it. I'm a, that's yeah. good. They're really good players. You guys should be making over a hundred million dollars. You guys should be bringing home twenty five, thirty million dollars a year. You guys should be getting backs because you're that nice. But you should be doing it on a really good team and being like the fourth option. And that way you're on TNT every night. People can see you hoop and you're that guy. This shit where you like try to go somewhere and do in the small market and be these stars. Like, bro, like sometimes less is not, sometimes less is more. Right. You know what I mean? Like that famous saying of know your role, it might save your life. Obviously those guys are good. They can get paid. They can put up numbers here and get paid again by the Wizards. That's great. I'm just saying as a hooper, I would love to see these guys. Like Jordan Poole in the playoffs a couple of years ago was dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it makes you appreciate also more of what, like you said, like Jalen Brunson going to his own team. It's not, it doesn't always work out like that good, right? Like, so Jalen Brunson went and did his own thing. Yeah. And now yeah, he's yeah. able to carry You've got to be really fucking good, man. Right. And again, I'm not saying that they're not. They're just not star good. Yeah. Superstar, all-star team is going to be competitive if you're, these guys are your best players good. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson is good. I'll give Poole and um, Kuzma the benefit of the doubt. Jalen Brunson's surroundings are much better. Right, he's got course. some. The Knicks are, are a better put together team than yeah. than what Poole and Kuzma have around them. Yeah. If we're gonna give it, if we're gonna be fair to them, absolutely. Also, I, I went to the Wizards Magic game you know, a couple weeks ago, and the thing I saw with Kuzma is this big. He's a, he's actually like underrated his size. He's a he's big a, guy, he's like six, hitting ten. threes. When he was driving, he was dunking on people. I was like, he could definitely help a, a playoff. He did, team. absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's part of the reason the Lakers yeah. won. I guess it's just you'd rather see him on in that that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's what you missed. That's what made those guys even any bit relevant. It yeah. wasn't the way Kuz dressed, bro, or his fashion or any of that shit, bro. Now it does. But well, and the, the pink sweater, the big giant oversized yeah, pink yeah, sweater. But that happened crazy. at the Wizards stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got his name from balling out for the most prestigious organization in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In basketball, the Lakers. He was hooping and then they won a chip, dog. Yeah. He was a part of that team and he had a good role. Him, KCP, they built their reputation there. Now, obviously, he has the fashion, all that stuff going and stuff, and he gets the, he's got the money for it, so he can do his whole thing. He's doing right. his stuff. It's dope, right? I'm just saying what got him that was him being in the competitive. What made you you, bro, was you being over there in that competitive atmosphere. Yeah. This is like, stay with it, bro. Stay in the show. Fuck. Yeah. And they're in their primes, or their young primes. Like, nigga, Kuz is more in his prime. Like, nigga, go, go, go ball out somewhere. Go be the third option for the Heat. Fuck. Go get a ring. 
Yeah. We'll get another one. Yeah, Miami's not that bad either. That's what everybody says. Well, they already got one. So they could just, so what? You win one and it's like, fuck it now? Yeah. I, that's not what I'm saying Jordan and Kuzma are saying. It's just anytime I see it on Twitter or Instagram, I'll see someone comment. People comment, well, they already got their rings. It's, it's about them now. What in the fuckery lot? That's why people, they don't, they never did anything athletically or like have any ambition right. of, what kind of nonsense is that? Thank God LeBron and Michael didn't think that way. All right, I got one, folks. Show's yeah. over. Who the fuck thinks like that? Right. And it, it, when you win one, I'd imagine it's probably like a, feel like a, like a Bro, feeling that you want to keep doing it again. It's an addictive feeling. You don't reach something and then go <laughs> backwards and be okay with it. I did it one time. Like, you yeah. want to stay there, bro. I don't even, but that's, <laughs> you can't relate to people. Some of these people, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Something I wanted to bring up to you was Paolo recently said about Tatum, they played each other twice over the weekend. And he said he's been a huge help for him since he first got the Duke and he's been helping him out, sends him shoes, this and that. I thought that was really cool how he mentors him and everything. Do you think more players should be doing that? Yeah. Passing it down to the other generations? I know we talked about Giannis before, not working out with other players. He's not necessarily passing it down, right? But like Kim Olajuwon, even though he charges a lot, apparently. There's really no one for him to pass it down to. No one can emulate what that guy does. As a matter of fact, the only guy he needs to get in the gym with who could help, just because he has ball handling ability, if Victor can get like to the point where he's getting rebounds and pushing it and like having it, it would be the nastiest thing as anyone. I would love to see Wemby work out with Giannis for a summer. Like that just learn how to bump people and finish. Learn how to, you know, get him in the gym lifting, same program type shit. If that dude puts on like 50, he's going to. He puts on 25, 30 pounds, bro. Starts getting big and is in the gym with Giannis, like training how to Euro, this, this, that. Body someone, dunk. Because Victor already has game. He can do a lot of that shit already. Yeah. But just training with Giannis would level him up. That, that would, would be insane. They probably he might though, because he's foreign. They might have that little vibe there. You know what I yeah. mean? They could they could relate to a lot of different things. Right. That would be the only person I hope Giannis does work out with. It'll, yeah. That's but I just I do think it's cool when I saw that Tatum works out with Paolo or helps out Paolo and stuff like that, mentors him. I do want to see more of that. You know what I mean? Because we got we always talk about when LeBron retires, like who's next? The, we need the next generation of basketball to be good, right? And you get that from the, the other generation. Yeah. Speaking of the Bucks, the other night Giannis became the all-time leader in Bucks history in points, rebounds, and assists. Damn, already? That's crazy. The only guys that have ever done that for a franchise are Michael Jordan with the Bulls, KG with the Timberwolves, and LeBron with the Cavs. That's really cool because I feel like Giannis is in a small market. So and there's a great no, company. Yeah, and there's always talk about him potentially leaving one day. And then he keeps signing those extensions and shutting everyone up. But that's well, really that, cool. Hey, 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 listen, like he said, he said, when that money's there like that, yeah. I'm not going nowhere. Bro, this guy's going to retire when he's 37, 38, you know, whatever. He can go live wherever he wants. He'll probably still have something in Milwaukee just because his family's embedded there. They can, they can visit. Or he'll probably go back to Greece. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to have somewhere, I guarantee, he'll have a couple houses. Right. <laughs> and all places warm. Right now, he's part of a culture that it's his, bro. It's embraced him. The city's embraced him. Anywhere else he goes, he's a news outsider. Even when KD went there, he might have been the best player on the team, but it, that was Steph's team. It's yeah. a different love for Steph in there. It's his thing. Even LeBron in, in, in Miami, it was LeBron was the best part of the team, no doubt. Still D Wade shit. Yeah. Wade County. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they call it down there. It's D Wade, bro. Yeah, you can't put a price on the fact that when you go somewhere, like, people are just obsessed with you. You are a legend in that town. And yeah, Giannis like, has made that in Milwaukee. Yeah, especially times when, they, when they got you from the baby, when they got you from, like, the, they brought you in and he was like this little scrawny kid that people thought could be whatever. And then, like, you've come this? No, you're theirs. Like, that's, that's all them together, bro. Right. He means it's not just basketball. It's like it's, he's a person that has achieved great things that the city's been able to like be a part of and build and push him out there. The title puts you over the top. MVPs put you over the top. Defensive players. Championships, bro. And like, now they got Dame who had 39 points last night against the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Like, bro, like 
That's why it's good. You, he has to stay there. Be Dirk. Be Steph Curry. Be KB. Yeah. You know Actually, you know what's funny? Someone recently said to me, do you think the Warriors should trade Steph? Like, is it? Oh, is this run over? And I, I can't even imagine him on a different team. No, man. That, that wouldn't just, even look right. I, I wouldn't want I it. I wouldn't feel good about it. I wouldn't want to see We're it. We're already still getting over the whole Dame left Portland, and now he's in, you know, he's in Milwaukee. We're still trying to yeah, process that. Yeah, but Steph's like, that. him even wearing anything other than a Warriors uniform would be like, this is nasty. Yeah. This doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I would actually, I'd probably call him. How many more him. years do you have right now of him being this good? And they're not really I think in he's the got race like, right I now. think he's got like three. Yeah. I think after this, he's still got like three more years. And then after that, he's just, he's just going to get older. A lot of this is dependent upon who the fuck they surround him with, bro. How, yeah. what, if the team's going to keep going this and they get like some free agents and they build this this team and he doesn't have to do so much, but he could still be really good, it's going to be longer. If it's like how it is now and this guy's got to go out there and be Superman every night for them to fucking compete, then I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But he's still got time and he's so nice. He's still out there cooking everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's doing his stuff. Has to be a warrior forever. Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple guys that just can't leave, bro. Giannis is one of them. He can't go anywhere. I feel the same way about Joel Embiid. He's like the whole, he started the whole, it's the process thing. That was all his shit. He started all that. Remember that shit? That was, that started with Joel Embiid. Yeah. Trust the process. Everybody's like, trust it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He, he is Philly with that shit. I think he's got to stay there. Is Luca in there with the Dallas, you think? Not yet. He hasn't put enough time in yet, but he will get there. He will get there. And I think, you know, listen, a lot of that's on Mark. You know, Mark just sold quite a bit of his equity. Yeah, but he's still involved. I know he's, he's still, still involved. Right, like the, a lot of those relationships have to stay very, very solid. Otherwise, someone like that will leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because the difference is that city has such a big following of football that it's just like Luke is big there in Dallas. It's just like, bro, Milwaukee, Giannis in Milwaukee is just different, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, that is something different. Luke in Dallas is huge, but they haven't won yet, A. Eh? All these other guys have either won MVPs or won, who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So he hasn't won either of those yet. He's on his way, but he hasn't won an MVP. Yeah. He hasn't won a title. And the neighbor down the street are the fucking Cowboys. You know what I mean? It's just a lot going again. You know what I mean? It's just, a, it's just right. we're like, Milwaukee, bro, the best thing going there, winning, is fucking uh, Giannis, the Bucks. I know they got Green Bay around, but they're like always cool and good. Aaron Rodgers ain't there no more, bro. Giannis is the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's their team. Same thing and who else are we talking about? We're talking about Golden State, bro. You think about that. You don't even think about the 49ers anymore, bro. They, they've been running the fucking sports world over there for the past. Giants win, great. Warriors win it is a different deal. 49ers are really good right now, though, I will say. I know the 49ers yeah. are fired, bro. Yeah, 49ers are lit. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even though they are dope, they, and 49ers are iconic, one of the most iconic NFL teams of all time. Of course. Okay, so trust me, I'm giving my respects. But I'm just saying, if we're talking in the era of Steph, the most popping sport. In the Bay, in Oakland, was Stephen Curry in the Warriors when they were winning. And his pretty much his whole time period, even when the Niners were good, this is that Steph Curry's team dominated that, that market. Of course. Okay. Those are the guys that all the tech billionaires are coming to sit courtside and watch this guy play. He was running yeah, the show. He got a new arena out of it. And he changed a whole culture of basketball with how he played. It's just iconic. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. These guys are, you can't put Luke in there yet. Yeah. Joel Embiid had that team in one of the worst teams in the league. He started this whole slow trust the process, and then it was dominated and dominated all the way to the point where last year he finally got an MVP in front of the city. It's different. Right. He's got to go to the finals, though. That's what you did allude to that earlier. Yeah. Joel, Joel Embiid's got I need to see the deep playoff run, man, for his I, legacy. I it's too good for, not to have for, it. for his legacy, I, Joel Embiid needs a conference finals where he's going to battle right. with somebody. And he's heavyweights. To go like, and if you go out a seven game, respect. Yeah. Because it's anybody's game. You know what I mean? But you, I got to see you go to battle, bro. 
I got to see you, you know, meet up against Jokic in the conference finals. Y'all two are just 40 and 40 and 30 and 30. And whoever wins, wins. Sometimes things don't go your way. Yeah. A lot about a lot of the game is luck. Some of it is. But if you hooped, you hooped. That's what you want to see. Yeah. One guy that has been on the same team his entire career, but I don't know if I want to see him in a change of scenery, but something's just not right the way they're not winning. Trey Young's had three straight games of 35 and 10. But obviously things aren't all right in Atlanta. So would you still continue to build around him? Or would you see what you can get for him? Like, what, what are you thinking there? Because he's, I mean, he's obviously hooping. And that's a guy you play with this summer. And, you know, you know his game pretty well. Just like a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, this guy was in the conference finals. Yeah. And everybody was, you know, kissing his ass. And, and then now they've had some tough years. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, you restart and get rid of trade. Dude had 35 and what last night? He's had 35 and 10 for three straight games. What are we talking about? It was crazy. It was so crazy. When I saw that, I was like, oh, what are we you're going to find that out there. What on the market? Right? What? Let me ask you this. What on the market right now that's available for trade can give you that? Yeah. Next question. Why the fuck are we talking about Trey Young? It's got to be somebody else. Next on the list or whoever's after that, that's who you go to. Yeah. Unless you've got something on the market that gives me, is someone going to trade Shea? Are they trading, are they trading Luca? No. Are we trading whoever else? Like, who are we? Who the fuck can give you that? There's like four guys. Is Tyrese Halliburton on the market? Tyrese Magny? So who the fuck are we going to get? Yeah. Trey Young is the best. So if you're the hot, you're staying Tyrese. You have to. What the hell yeah. are you going to get for him, bro? You better keep him. Bro, people underestimate just because he does pound the ball a lot, and he's not a great defender. Yeah. So his team's got to be really, really good and guys who can overcompensate for some of his weaknesses. But his strengths are very, very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coaching matters. Culture matters. He needs another guy in, in, in the show. It can't be just Trey's show. I'll give you that. It's got to, and I don't mean like, I love DeJounte Murray. He can hoop. I'm talking about like a guy that like, Trey look at as the equal or someone even higher. Yeah. Got to come in with him. That way when they go, like someone has to hold him accountable where he's playing harder on defense. Steph Curry was at a point where, remember he used to get targeted. Steph worked on his defense and put more effort into it, got a little bigger and stronger. And no, is he a lockdown defender? No, but he ain't no, no chump that you could just go, you know, he had good hands. Mario Chalmers was a guy who couldn't move his feet well. He had amazing hands, bro. If you put that ball, you played that ball, he would rip you. Like, guys have, like, strengths about them that they can overcome. Like, so he's not perfect on defense. Mm-hmm. Could Trey be better? Yeah, but he needs someone holding him account. Like, that type of culture has to be there for him, I think. And then you'll see more success with him. If it's his show and he's just out there, like, playing with it, he's going to put up numbers and going to lose. But he's really good. I'm not trading Trey Young. Unless you can find me someone else who can do that. Nobody's out there. Can't, you know what I mean? There's, like, six guys that can do that. And they're not in the market, bro. Right. They got to bring in another star. And it has to be a star that can go at him and hold him accountable to things. And those guys can like build together. Yeah. Also, like Atlanta, you weren't, you know, things before Trey weren't that great. You don't really want to trade him and go back to that. You know what I mean? Like he's the reason you guys have been even, you know, even if it's, you know, the seventh seed or whatever, you're the reason he's in the playoffs hitting game winners in Boston. So, you know, he's all, it's, I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't move him either. Yeah. There's the, uh, you know, they got such a weird team, man. Hawks are just like, no, I like their I like their pieces. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, just some, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I like the kid from Duke, Jalen Johnson. I like I like their you know. I mean, people say it's Trey. That's that's what the consensus is. They say yeah. like, yo, he puts up these numbers, but it's bad basketball. But then it's like I've also seen him. Have He's these, proven that he can go to the conference yeah, finals. Seen two it. wins yeah. away from the finals. Yeah, I've seen so I, it's it's hard for you to say that he that's can't what win I'm like saying. that. I've seen him win this way yeah. too, bro. I've seen them teams be really, really good. Yeah. Do I think he has a good team? I, I mean, listen, they got good players. If I'm someone who's building a team around Trey, I want like elite, elite shooters. Everyone on the floor has to shoot. The fucking center has to sit back and fire. I want all of them. 
the center's not going to be back there all the time, but he has to be capable of doing a pick and pop. I want everybody on the floor, that when this guy, a little magician, like running around dribbling, everybody getting threes up. Let's lead the league in three attempts. Let's lead the lead. I want like 50-something threes a game, bro. Launch that fucker. Yeah. Get shooters there. They gave up Herder. Like, you know, I, I, I think they, you know, shooters and then one of those of that five, first of all, of them have to be able to shoot in that starting lineup and a couple off the bench. But one of that five other than Trey has to be a valid, valid, valid dude. Someone that Trey can at least look at close equal or someone who can even be like, and DeJounte Murray's there, but he's just not, he's not Trey Young's status of a player. Yeah. So it's just like. And they may have some overlapping qualities too. Maybe someone that just played this. Yeah, play. they both yeah. need the ball and this, this, and that. So they both are fire. I mean, I, DeJounte Murray's a hooper. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know who on the market does that. I don't know who and who pushes him over that. You know, it's a tough situation. I don't know where they're at in that. But I'm excited to see, man. You got Corver, you got Landry Fields in there. These are two like young basketball minds, not far away, you know, removed from the game, especially Kyle. He just was playing a couple years ago. So that'll be dope to see, man. Those guys do their thing with that because they got a roster of a lot of assets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they got guys that can play. They got multiple guys that they can move around and, and shape however they need. So that'll be interesting to see. It's also tough that the Eastern Conference at the top Jerry's it's just like really heavy. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just it's like even it, the Bucks it goes, now are it goes from like everyone's in this ball, you know, bracket, and everybody's kind of. And then and everyone, there's these yeah. two teams that are like just way better than everybody else. They're really good, bro. Yeah, like they've been going against the Bucks' team, which has been just prime with Drew's years, and now even with Dame's years, bro. Like they're, they're, they are really good. And then you have the fucking Boston Celtics, who are loaded, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they've been so loaded they had to get rid of guys because they couldn't play everybody. Like Brogdon's like, yeah, I, I'm not finishing <laughs> games over here, man. <laughs> yeah. Derek White sometimes didn't finish games. Yeah, you can come up with uh, Jason Tatum highlight tape just from playoff games. The guy's played in so many. His own thing going on. He's played so many Who? playoff games. Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. No, he's played in so many playoff yeah, games. Yeah. His career. Him, him, and Brown. him and Jalen Brown have put so many miles on those damn legs. Yeah, their summers are really short. Yeah, every year. That's actually... It's in tough. fact, if it's any shorter, I mean, if it's any longer, they get made fun of for it. Yeah. Pause. If they have any playoff series where they don't go past or at least to the conference finals, it's considered a, like last year. Huge failure for them. And that's, you know, that's, we talk about that, how elite that they are as a duo and why we put them one just due to the fact that they, their, their standard of a duo is to will that team to the finals every year. Otherwise, it's like, man, y'all, y'all ain't doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So highest standard usually means something. Yeah, I do think obviously the Celtics are expected to make a deep run every year and they're probably going to do it this year. We both have them as number one in the NBA right now. They have the best record in the NBA, so they're probably going to go pretty deep. But uh, anyways, man, I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. That's going to wrap up this episode. This is, um, you know, we're getting to that time of year. Also, where it gets really exciting for us. We're going to have a lot of trade requests happening. Some guys might get moved. You know, that's when the power rankings change. Standards change, like we just talked about. Are we doing power rankings every week or are you going to wait a couple? I don't, not every week. Maybe every other two, three weeks. Okay. Give it a little bit of time, you know. Let me see some movement. But yeah, well, the Clippers are in there. They're hooping. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it on the pod. We'll have to talk about that next. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll watch a couple more games this week, and we'll do a whole Clippers appreciation pod just because that team got shitted on for like however many weeks or a couple weeks it was. You know, when the James stuff happened, it just was a lot yeah. of negativity. We even had to talk about it. Like, it ain't gonna work with it. All. <laughs> yeah, everybody was you know bashing these guys, and here they are. Sure enough, James cooking like he always does. Team's playing well. Kawhi's been fucking hooping. They're winning games. They look pretty damn solid. So got to give them some love. Yeah, this is an interesting time of year, man. So it's going to be fun, bro. Yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, rate five stars. Listen to us. Uh, we have our own feed once again. Off guard. And thank you for listening. Yep. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>